Hey, yo, we in this thing. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Gridiron Roundtable. It's me, Burke. And it's your boy, Dub. What's good? Hey, man. You know, it's Labor Day, bro. About to get this grill going. Got the, about to watch this car, too, man. How you living over there, dog? Hey, man. You know, I'm just diddy bopping. That's all I can really say. I'm just out here diddy bopping, bro. And that's that's all you really got to say, man. Look, <laughs> hey, make sure y'all check us out uh, at Twitter, at Grid Roundtable, Instagram, at the Grid Iron Roundtable. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, Anchor, anywhere you get your podcast at the Grid Iron Roundtable. And again, uh, just like the last episode, Make sure y'all check out Milton and Jones handcrafted.com for all your bath and body works needs, fellas. We got soaps too for you. So uh, make sure we're going to be smelling fresh going into these winter months. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you hear me? You still get musty in the winter. Hey, you still get pretty sweaty and stinking. There's really no excuse for that. So make sure we stay fresh at all times. You know what I'm saying? So um, how you living, bro? Hey, man. The season is around the corner, so I'm excited. How and about by you? around the corner, you mean three days? We almost here, man. We almost here. Let's get grind to season. it. We grind. We about to be grinding, bro. Hey, that's how it is, man. That's how it is. So we at the ground. We at the round table today. We want to get these expectations out. You know, what I'm saying for what we think is going to happen for this year. You know, you know when you at work and you got a um, you you a supervisor, and you know you got to you got to tell your team you got you got to tell who who you're working with. Hey man, this is what I expect. You know what I'm saying this this is the groundwork. This is what I think's gonna. This is what I want to happen. This is how I think we get there. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go over our expectations, and we're gonna say you know who we expect to to break out, who we expect to be a sleeper, and who we expect not to live up to our expectations and to be a bust. Man, what you think about that? I say let's get into it. Let me pull up a tape. Let me pull up a chair. Let me get to this hey, table real quick. Get to the table real quick, man. I got my, you know what I'm saying, my water ready to roll. Make sure we hydrate. Let's start with the bust, man. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get the busts out the way, man. We're trying to, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in on a positive note. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, oh, I'll kick off my first person who I think is going to be a bust this year. And a lot of people don't want to hear. Maybe you want to call me a hater. Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. I think this is the end of the road for Ben. And, you know, new. so last year, he, they lived and died on Big Ben's arm. Mostly right? died. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's not aging the same like Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And right. that's fine. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is I don't think people should draft him. Do I think he still has a couple good games this year? Possibly. But I think, you know, he's, he's one year off the elbow surgery, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think they're going to really live and die by Najee. I think Big Ben's going to be a bust this year. Okay. He don't, he's not the same guy. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm I'm with it, man. Um, you know, we talked about it in the last episode that we had. Um, I wasn't paying attention, and I accidentally drafted both um, 
um, Pittsburgh receivers, but the Pittsburgh passing game, it really hinged on, you know, Big Ben's arm. And, you know, earlier in the season, you know, they, they looked like, you know, the real thing, you know, going 11-0 and and the defense was really stout. They, they just couldn't be stopped. Um, but you can tell as Big Ben's arm kind of gave the offense did too. So uh, I agree with you on that, on that big Ben take. Who you got next, man? Um, All right. This might be a little controversial. Okay. And I kind of like this guy, but I'm going to go Carson Wentz. Why? I, I So I could be very wrong here, and I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. I could even possibly pick him up off wires. You know, I heard he's been looking good in camp. Mm-hmm. I've seen him at his peak. Hell, I had him on my team when he was at his peak, you know? And I, for some reason, you know, I just don't think he's that guy. I think that uh, he's going to be – I don't know. I'm kind of tapering expectations with him in this offense. Okay. They have playmakers out there. I just don't believe – and this is just in my gut. There's no stat line saying it to me. I just don't – I don't trust his – his injury woes, maybe he's good this year. Maybe the foot, they got it fixed, and he's just good to go for the rest of the year. I don't know if he can hold up well, um, and I don't really trust him. I think he'll be consistent, but I don't think he's going to be a top 15 fantasy QB, and that's why I got him here. What about that division they play in, though? Hey, the division, because who's in the division? Uh, Jacksonville, wait. Yeah, they're AFC South, right? So Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Texans, and Titans? Yeah, Jacksonville. Oh, uh, yeah, the Jaguars, Titans, and the Texans. I mean, he could very well do work a couple times a week. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think So I think like when Philly, he was asked to do a lot in that Philly offense, and I think that's what really made him, you know, have those big years. I think in this offense, I think he's not going to be asked to do all of those things. And I think he's going to be playing within the system. Uh, Don't get me wrong. He's probably still going to have big games. I'm just not going to invest in him because I think there is a lot more uh, quality QBs out there that can be gotten than Carson. But if you want to buy, I could be wrong. I'm not, and I'm fine with being wrong. Yeah. That's that's, that's That's really my only thing is like, yo, you know, he, he plays in a really, really easy division, you know. So it I can see him having some some good games, but I can also see you know things going south, like you said. So just want to throw that out there, man. Yeah, who you got who you got next? Uh for me, for my bus. Um yeah. well yeah, I had big Ben on there, but um this is uh, I really don't want to say this and speak it into existence and really screw well screw us because we have quite a few shares of this guy but uh, i got ryan fitzpatrick man ryan fitz magic bro um we all know he's going to heave that hoe you know what i'm saying he's gonna be throwing that football right um mm-hmm. but with him throwing the ball all willy-nilly that also comes the risk of turning the ball over and you know, like Pusha T said, you can't have the yin without the yang, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you you got to have one or the other. So um, I just really, I'm, I'm really fearful that he can be turning the ball over. And yeah. 
And then if he loses that job, then it's back to the drawing board for Terry. You know what I'm saying? It's back to the Heineke. I don't even know who their third string quarterback is. You know what I'm saying? It's just back to the, the regular. That could also be more reason to just rely on Fitzpatrick, though. And then now that I think about it, like if it comes down to it, just if it's if it's that bad, just you already paid him, man. Just stick with it. Um, but I will say that Terry McLaurin, he does have a bust potential. Like in the beginning of the offseason, I thought that, you know, he was being undervalued. But as the offseason goes on, you know what I'm saying? His ADP just got to the point to where it was way too high for me personally. And I love Terry. Like I have this jersey. I'm like probably the biggest McLaurin fan you'll, you'll see. Um, but you're, you're pretty much drafting him at his best case scenario at, at this point. Like when we did a mock draft, I did a mock draft before our draft uh, a couple of days ago and Terry went in the second round in a 12 man league. Like he went in like the two eleven, and I was like, but that is high for what, you know what I'm saying? You got to factor in. So that's, that's really just my, my main concern, but Outside of Fitz, man, I had Big Ben just like you. So that, that was really my bust for the, the quarterback position. Okay. No, and I feel you on that, you know, just to touch on that before we move on. You know, Fitz has been Fitz throughout his entire career. He's definitely had his highs. And, he, and, you know, when he's high, he's really high. And when he's low, that thing is low. So I definitely feel you. Um, mm-hmm. I, could, I would qualify Fitzpatrick there as well. Um, one other, my last quarterback I have on my list to bust, um, I'm putting Joe Burrow. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm throwing that out there. And I know Joe Mixon, T-Baby Higgins, Jamar Chase, you know, they got a squad out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, I was high on Joe Burrow earlier in the offseason and, you know, it was mixed reviews coming out of camp. He wasn't looking sharp. And again, I know it's just camp. Even in the game that he played in preseason, he was looking a little, a little shaky. Mm-hmm. I just think that they will, I don't think that O-line is going to be good enough. And I don't think the coaching staff is good enough. So that's why I'm kind of holding Joe Burrow here. I'm not saying he's a bust player. I'm just tempering my expectations for Joe Burrow this year. You know, I agree a thousand percent. Um, because much to everybody's surprise during the mock draft, well, not surprise, but we all saw this coming. But, you know, they, he, he basically tore his knee to smithereens last year. And you got Panay Sewell sitting there in draft day, and they decide, you know what? We're going to protect our quarterback by drafting another wide receiver. Like, it made, you know, no sense. Sure, they uh, addressed the – offensive line later on in the draft, but, you know, they could have and probably should have, and we'll find out after the season is over, we'll find out whether they should have taken um, another, another uh, avenue. So yeah, that's a good call, man. It's, 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 you're not, like you said, you're not fading him as a player. You're fading basically a situation. Yeah. I think the situation, I'm not with it, but again, we'll see what happens. I do wish him the best, but that's what I'm saying this year. All right, so that's that's all I got for the QBs. What position we want to touch on next for the bus? Let's go ahead and talk about these running backs. Running back, running back. Okay. Who you got first? Um, I'm just going to rip the band-aid off, man. I'm worried about Barkley and I have him in two leagues. Um, I know you 
I know you saw the the report that um he's basically not gonna have a full workload week one. Um, I got him in the second round of a dynasty startup. So, you know, but he's still my, my he's still my running back one. So the fact that he's not going to get a full workload out the gate. And to me, I think that, you know, those early season wins are just as important as the end of the season wins, because if you can get a couple of cheap wins early by somebody, you know, by situations not being what we all thought they were, or somebody being a breakout earlier on in the season, this is the time to really get those easy, um, those easy W's. But this is where like, this could potentially and should be where the most mismanagement occurs. You don't really know what you have on your bench at this point. You just have your week one lineup and it's crucial to get these wins early. So to have somebody that's not going to be, you know what I'm saying? Um, a full go for what you paid for. He could destroy a lot of rosters at the end of the year, depending on how slow he comes on. Yeah, that's true. We'll see, man. You know, I was watching some tape on him the other day, and he was looking very special um, with the speed, power, acceleration. So, you know, definitely, I, I feel you with him being on the list. I agree. I'm, I'd be, I'd be worried as a Barkley owner as well. But you know, we'll see. I feel you on that. And then you got the O line problems, and then you oh, got yeah, the schedule, and then you yeah. got the quarterback. It's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on. So a lot of people been hurt too on the offensive side. Kenny G been out. I saw Zadarius uh, Kadarius Tony. He's finally getting back. So it's been a lot of Evan Ingram's been out. You know the offense has been pieced. You know piecing it together. So I think definitely I think the Giants is gonna are gonna start slow this year, but we'll see how they finish. Oh yeah. Yeah, most definitely, man. So, um, and then my other bust, man, I got Gus Edwards, man. Um, Gus Edwards is not a JK, okay? So I just want to get that out of the way. He's definitely not. He's not, yeah. But with that said, I really like the fact that they brought Gus Edwards back. And right now, I bet you the the Ravens are really glad they brought him back, put that uh, that second-round tender on him. Um, That was a smart move. Um. But he's, you know, he's just a downhill rusher. You know what I'm saying? And doesn't really offer much outside of that. But why I'm fading him is because they pretty, they basically, the Ravens put in a waiver claim for Royce Freeman and they got beat out by the Panthers. So they're looking to bring somebody in. It's going to happen. If you haven't sold Gus Edwards by now, you're wrong. Like there's, they 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 blatantly just said we don't really have that much faith. We need more depth. We're not looking to get Ty Gurley, but hey, Royce Freeman, a third round pick is available. Let's go see if we can get him for pennies on the dollar. And they got beat up by the Panthers. The more cuts we see, you know what I'm saying? And 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 remember, Leonard Fournette, just to just to paint a picture, Leonard Fournette was basically almost cut last year before he was playoff Lenny. You know what I'm saying? These the more these cuts happen, the more the more chance the Ravens have to bring somebody in. And you saw what the Rams did. Everybody was like, Henderson's this, Henderson's that. Henderson's going in the second round in these mock drafts. Now they brought in Sonny Michelle, who could very well be a, a dark horse type running back that can really throw off your Henderson value. You know what I'm saying? So 
if you haven't moved Gus Edwards by now, me personally, I'm speaking for myself, I think you're wrong. You can think I'm an idiot, think I'm dumb, whatever, I'm outlandish. I'm just saying, if you think they're not going to bring anybody in, they've already showed you, they tipped their hand, they already showed you that they, if they, if there is somebody out there, they will. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I feel you on that. And I think that, uh, I think that's something worth mentioning because I think about it as well. You know, I know JK and Justice Hill were supposed to be their third down tight backs and the type of back Royce Freeman was, he was a guy that was out there a lot on passing downs because he's a really good pass blocker. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely, that makes sense to me, right? That they would try to get a player like Royce knowing they got to fill a void. And because Justice Hill, um, I was hyped on him for a moment, but he's, he did not have a good preseason, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's something worth mentioning. So, I, I can agree with that. And I think you had mentioned the Rams running backs. And I think that's a perfect segue uh, to talk about who I'm going to fade this year as bus that whole Rams running back room. Um, for me personally, uh, I am not sold okay. on Daryl Henderson. Um, and yeah, he, he had a decent year, you know, 624 yards with the five TDs, you know, he, he, he did some decent work, especially at the beginning of the season, but he definitely faded. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, Cam Akers started ascending. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing with him was, you know, they want to try to keep him healthy. Immediately in the preseason, he dings up his hand, but, you know, he's going to be playing. You mentioned Sony Michelle is there. Um, I think they have, what, Jake Funk out there. I, I'm, I think this running back room's a mess. I I stayed away from this running back room last year. I did pick up K-Makers late in a couple of leagues. That was beautiful. Nice. <laughs> it helped. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do the same this year. I'm going to fade this running back room. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I I was listening to um, Dynasty Nerds. They actually brought up a really good point about Michelle being a dark horse. Just looking at his production in New England prior to leaving. Um, but I, I, I'm going to Stand on the, I'm going to die on this hill, on this Henderson hill. Like, look, they had Henderson with Todd Gurley. They, they drafted him in the third round, what, 2019? Okay. Last year, they had Henderson when they cut Gurley, and then they also had Henderson, and then they chose to draft uh, Kim Akers. So, yeah, Henderson, yeah, I'm 100% on board with him being a bust, like you said, this year. All right. I'll, uh, let's slide to the next candidate I put here. Um, I'll put Josh Jacobs on my list. Now, this is controversial. Uh, this is controversial because Josh Jacobs, he didn't have a bad year last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he put up 12 TDs, which is, you know, TDs are money mm-hmm. in fantasy. Um, so I know people are like, Doug, why? Listen. I feel like I don't like this offense, um, even though they won a lot last year, even though the offense was productive. You know, he had, what, two 100-yard rushing games last year. Um, I really think he was up and down, especially in the beginning part of the year. Like, first game of the season, he was a stud. The next few weeks, it was just, like, kind of average. Oh, then, it was terrible because I had him. <laughs> yeah, and then and then he had another big TD game, and, you know, he was getting really TD dependent last year. Um, again, with the 200 yard rushing games. And in one of those games, it was week 
uh, eight. He didn't have any TDs, but he had a big game because he had 30 touches. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, he had another big week. He had 100-plus with the double-digit TDs. But, again, after that, it was really not good. And in, in week 15, again, got a TD, great week. So he's very TD-dependent. I think that I, I could see his stat line either being the same or less because I think he's going to take goal line work. Um, but I think Kenyon Drake being in the fold, Kenyon Drake is not a bad running back. Um, they paid him money to do something, and I don't think they're paying him money to run out the slot like they were saying, like he's going to line up his wide receiver. They ain't paid that running back to run routes. He's going to run routes, yes. He's going to run routes out of the backfield, yes. And he's going to run that rock too. So that's why I'm saying uh, Josh Jacobs is a bust. I do like Josh Jacobs, but I am personally not drafting him. Um, my issue, my thing is that, um, uh, is Gruden. I agree with you that he can be a bust, but it's because of Gruden. Um, Gruden is going to Gruden, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my new slogan. They, didn't they just pick up a running back? They picked up Peyton Barber. So, yeah. So it, it went from being Josh Jacobs to Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake to Josh Jacob has catching Kenyon Drake. And now, um, the two yard running back for the touchdown, Peyton Barber. So, um, Gruden just shows every year why he was fired the first time. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense, man. And the O line was not great last year. They lost pieces this year. Uh, so the O line could be better, but it's a lot of unknown there as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. That's all I'm saying. So I'm. I'm fading Josh Jacobs for these reasons. And I definitely feel what you're saying about the Gruden effect because it is real. Mm-hmm. You have any other running backs? Uh, no, I don't have any um, other ones. I think you are, – are you are you um, good with your, uh, with your bus? Yep. Uh, and, I guess I'll, I'll go with my last two. Um, I might, I'm, I'm kind of changing my tune a little bit, but I'm going to keep them here. Miles Sanders. Um, think about Miles Sanders. I'm putting them on the bus list, and the reason why – Uh, you know they so last year I think that he did have a it wasn't his strongest year I think what made Miles Sanders really good was his ability to catch the ball and last year he didn't get consistent quarterback play but he also had a lot of drops as well Um, and he didn't catch the ball a lot and just an example he had 500 yards receiving his rookie year with 50 catches compared to last year 28 catches 197 yards receiving that mm-hmm. value last year he was I had him in the league he wasn't good and the only thing that worries me about this year again I feel like the pass catching is what makes miles different and um they drafted Kenneth Gainwell uh, a, a rookie that you liked a lot coming out and that's something we knew that he's really good at it's catching mm-hmm. the ball at the backfield they still got Boston Scott um and Boston Scott, he's not a bad running back. He was still in a lot of touches. And, again, this is Nick Sirianni. You know, he likes to use all of his running backs. Um, yeah. You know, but, you know, and I'm saying that just based on how they did in Indianapolis, even though uh, JT showed out, I don't really think JT and Miles Sanders are the same type of running back. So, anyway, all that to say, I personally am afraid of Miles. I have been having some feelings changing lately. But I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna fade Miles this year. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm like you, man. I was kind of changing my tune too. I think he just has way too many, um, way too much 
competition in that in that backfield. But um, I don't know if that's necessarily like a, a knock against him. But you know, we'll we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see. And then my last one, I'm just gonna put put it out there, Mike Davis. Mm. Um, and the reason I say that, you know, he had a, a decent season in Carolina, picking up that slack uh, for C-Mac when he was down. And I, I just – and he had some decent time. You know, he was decent with Seattle for a little bit. I'm just not sold that he's about to be this dominant running back all of a sudden. I'm not. He can pass catch. He can run the ball. He just – I've never seen him sustain that type of workload. And in the early in the season, I was hype on him because – you know, the coach is coming from Tennessee, Derrick Henry. I just don't think them type of – I don't think – I just don't think Mike Davis can do it like that. Um, and so that's why I got him on the list. Okay. And they and then they just brought in, what, Wayne Gallman, right? Wayne Gallman, yeah. And Wayne Gallman is really good, too. He's not bad. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not a chump. So – You saw um, what he did with the Giants last year, picking up for when Saquon went down. So that's why I got it. I, I'm just not – I don't believe it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, man. So we we address the quarterbacks, running back. Let's get into these wide receivers, man. Who you got? Who who's your who's your number one bust? So I'm gonna just put Jamar Chase. You Ooh. know, and I just been I'm gonna stick by it. He, you know, you we've been saying it all year. You got to play football to get better at football. He hasn't played. Now he's playing in the the NFL. He's playing on a different level. I think it's gonna be time. It's gonna take time for him to adjust. Now. I could see later on in the season him getting a lot better. But mm-hmm. as far as him being a fantasy starting wide receiver, I don't think I want to do that this year. For dynasty purposes, I think this is now a good time to get him because I think his stock's going to get lower and lower. But I think he will eventually improve. He's just got to get used to playing football with the big boys. So that's why I got Jamar Chase for this year. Okay. Okay. I'm with it, man. Um, as far as um... – Bust for me, man. I, I got two, man. I got I got DJ Chark. I was really yeah. big. I was really big on Chark at the beginning of the offseason. I was like, yo, Chark is gonna be it. He's gonna be the man. He has talent. He has a better quarterback coming in. But just like I Gruden, well, uh uh Urban Meyer is like the John Gruden of the AFC South, bro. Like <laughs> Myers is going to Meyer, dog. Like, but he he, he basically hates Shark. <laughs> like, he, he told him he was like, "Look, man, you you play too small, you play too you you play too too timid. Like, no, you you're not you're not uh, alpha receiver in my kind of offense." He basically told him that at the beginning of the offseason. Um, Chenault is also generating a lot of buzz. Um, it's been a lot of hype on Chenault. I finally was able to get some shares of Chenault. In our last couple of drafts we just did over the past week. Um, I think Shark, I don't think he's been healthy enough either, man. He's, yeah, yeah, he's not, he wasn't healthy last year, even though he did put up a thousand. He was not healthy. I mean, not last year, in 2019. Um, and last year for sure, he wasn't healthy. I mean, um, you know, only playing in 13 games and then he was already hurt this season. He had to get surgery on like his finger or something like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on the Shark train. Yeah, so Shark is somebody that I had a lot of hope for at the beginning of the season, but I mean, unless he just completely fooled everybody and just comes out guns a blazing, 
I don't know how it's going to work for him. Uh, in that same division, Michael Pittman Jr. in Indy, um, basically he had one good he had one good game last year, and I think people are they they see Carson Wentz and then they just automatically go to Pittman. Um, I'm not really understanding why everybody is so high on him, um, especially when they're especially when they're. I feel like people are forgetting about Paris Campbell. Um, I I feel like at at this point people are on the Pittman train. They think that he's the only wide receiver in town. There, um, he hasn't really done anything to suggest that he's going to be the alpha in this offense. You know what I mean? And Campbell just really had a tough run of injuries. If he if he can really shed the injuries, I said this last year before we even started doing the podcast and I was just looking on YouTube channels and just commenting on stuff. I was like, he has the potential to be um, a Keenan Allen type to where he can shed the injuries and really be viable. And now people are starting to come around on Campbell, especially because you can get him so cheap. Um, it's, get, get your shares. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, what at this <clears throat> point has Pittman done to really suggest that he can be the top dog, you know what I'm saying, in Indy? I, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I don't know. You know, he was coming off his rookie year, so you expect hopefully some, some growth. But trust me, I feel you. I don't know. I personally am not on the Pittman Height train. No, not for his price point and not for people thinking that he's the only option there in Indianapolis. So okay. um, so that's it for the white ends. We're going to touch on these tight ends real quick. I got oh, Garant. I want, throw, I want throw one more purse before we go to the oh, tight ends. Oh, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, young. Portland Sutton, um, I think it's he's going to come along very slow. I don't think he's going to start off fast this year. I think it's going to take some time for him to get back up to speed. So I'm fading Sutton. That's all I got on that one. I agree with you, man. And if you looked at last year, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was a big uh, Preston Williams fan a couple of years ago. He tore his ACL and then he came back last year. He had a slow start. So uh, wide receivers can have slow starts when they come back from those ACL injuries. Anybody can, you know, ask Saquon Barkley, you know, reportedly, uh, allegedly, he's going to have a slow start. So, yeah, I agree with you on that, man. All right. So, yeah, we'll we'll wrap up our bus with the tight ends. Who you got? I got Gronk, man, real easy. OJ Howard's back. OJ Howard was uh, playing re- really well um, before he got hurt to the point where basically Gronk was useless last year um, before the injury. Uh, look back at that game when they played the Chargers. He had that long touchdown uh, where he just went, went up the scene. Brady found him, hit him in the back of the end zone for the touchdown, and then boom, he snapped his Achilles. So, um OJ Howard, the office is really, 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 really concentrated. There's a lot of uh, mouths to feed there. Um, that's that's my bus pick. Yep, and I got I put the uh, Eagles tight ends. Look, Zach Ertz did not have a great year. That's not to say that he can't bounce back and have a good year, uh, but he he fell off a cliff. I know he's dealing with injuries and all that, but he was not great. Mm-hmm. And then um, Dallas go there, very up and down as well. You know, he shows flashes that. He can be a guy, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, he also can go very quiet. And there's been talks of trading him this offseason. So I'm fading Eagles tight ends for right now. Well, if Gordair goes anywhere, his stock's going to go through the roof. But um, Yeah, but I'm still not sold on Gordair. 
Still not. Like, I mean, he sh- he shows the flashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, yeah. I mean, I'll say this. Would I stream him a couple weeks if I have to? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. am I buying shares? Nah. Not if, not if I don't need to, I'm not. Hey, fam said absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm weak. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we got the we got the best up out the way. Let's go into the the, the good stuff, man. We're gonna go into these sleepers. Mm-hmm. I think we have a couple of uh similar names in these in these sleepers. So go ahead and uh kick that off with these sleepers, bro. Who you okay. got for the quarterbacks? <clears throat> for the quarterbacks, um, I got so I got three, and I'm okay. gonna just rapid fire them. Uh, I think Sam Darnold is gonna have a better year this year. Again, kind of like when I was talking about Carson Wentz and the system he's going to where he's not going to have to do as much. I think Sam Donald's going to go into a system where he's not going to have to do the most. Okay? Mm-hmm. Sam Donald has had a shitty O-line. Mm-hmm. He's had a shitty receiving core. Though last year, I think the receiving core was actually decent. Now you're putting Sam Donald between a decent O-line. He's got Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. He's got DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson, and another guy that we'll talk about in Terrence Marshall. So I think Sam Donald's going to have a really good year because he's not going to have to do too much, but just make those throws because he's got playmakers. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's how I feel. So Sam Donald, I put Teddy Bridgewater here. Look, he wasn't bad last year in Carolina. Same situation mm-hmm. with Donald. He didn't have to do too much. And I really think that he's got a good team around him as well in Denver. Look, I did say Corlin Sun is going to have to work his way back, but I think he's still going to be, you know, uh, for like real life gameplay purposes, I think he'll be good. Just not mm-hmm. fantasy purposes yet. Um, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, uh, Javante, Melvin Gordon, you know, uh, Tim Patrick, who was a good receiver last year, nobody talked about. I just think the infrastructure is really there for Teddy Bridgewater to have a solid season. Um, and my last quarterback, I'm going to throw out here. You know, I got to I gotta represent my Jets. I ain't showed them enough love here. I'm going to put Zach Wilson. I don't really stand behind rookie QBs like that. Mm-hmm. However, um, watching Zach Wilson play is just different. Something's different about him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think they have a decent team around him. So those are my quarterback sleepers. Yeah. And he had a good preseason. And he looked good this preseason, making crazy throws and making good – like you can see him making solid reads. Anyway. That's all I got. Yeah, man. I, I agree with you, man. Zach Wilson, he went from the quarterback that nobody wanted, you know, dynasty draft season, like May, June, people were dancing around him. And now he could potentially be one of the better ones uh, that's going to be playing early. He's, he's, he's going to be playing early. So, um, yeah, for my sleepers, we pretty much had the same ones. I had Darnold. Uh, basically, he has a fail-proof supporting cast. At this point, if he fails with this supporting cast, um, that's on him. I mean, they got, yeah. they got they got a terrible defense, so they're going to be on the field a lot. Um, he has the best running back in the league. Well, one of the best running backs in the league. It depends on if you want to look at just the uh, fantasy perspective or real life. You know, I, I still got Derrick Henry as a juggernaut, and Nick Chubb is, is you know, he's, he's a good, pure runner. So, um, then they, you know, but, you know, McCaffrey's McCaffrey. He has a trio of solid wideouts, one who he already has, you know, connection with, but Robbie Anderson. He has DJ Moore, who's basically a running back when you get him the ball. Um, and then he has Terrace Marshall, who comes from the same uh, program. Was it Joe Brady? Is that yep. who he is? Yeah, Joe Brady from LSU. You know, they got they got a rapport there too. So 
Uh, he, he has a, a good system around him, so he failed us on him. And then Tua, you know, we talked about it early and often this, this year, uh, a full year with the team, healthy, and with the preseason. He had the odds stacked against him severely last year, um, last offseason. I mean, we all had our we all had our COVID issues, but I mean, just think about all that from a rookie's perspective in the offseason last year, no training, you know what I'm saying? No, uh, no training camp and all that stuff, coming off an injury, trying to learn, you know, a brand new offense, a lot on his plate last year, and he had a real chance to really digest, you know, everything this year, this offseason. So those are my quarterback sleepers. Nice. I love it. What position are we slide into next? Well, you got the quarterbacks. You might as well go into the regular order, the regular swing of things. We're going to go with running backs, man. So, uh, with running backs, I got uh, Damian Harris. So, look, Killer Cam just got cut. Cam Newton just got the axe, which means it's going to be um, Mac Jones season. And Mac Jones is basically a statue. It reminds you of another statue they had not even a year ago. Um well, yeah, basically two years ago. Um, so with that comes more red zone opportunities. That means that he's going to actually get the, the red zone carries versus, you know, Cam Newton running it in and uh, leading the league in quarterback to, uh, rushing touchdowns. So um, he could be one of those guys that is just not a very sexy name to pick up, not a very popular pick, but this is fantasy and it's about points, not names, right? So um, I, I think this is really, really good for him. Next up is Melvin Gordon, man. The longer that the season goes on, the longer the offseason really went on, um, I started really wrestling with the idea that there's a world where Melvin Gordon retains a lead back job for the remainder of the season. He wasn't bad last year, um, and he looked sharp in preseason. And uh, an old serviceable back is a rookie running back's worst enemy. You can ask Devin Singletary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Those, those old guys that are, are good enough to stay on the field with the experience, with the patience and the vision, um, they're a rookie's worst enemy because they know what to do and you can have your rookie just sit there and really digest the game. So um, that's my picks, man, for, for sleeper running backs, man. Yeah, and the only one I'm going to put, and, you know, there's plenty of great running backs that's going to be out there. I like, I, if this was earlier in the offseason, I would have put Miles Gaskin up here, but he's getting drafted crazy high, so he's, there's no sleeping on him. I think mm-hmm. the only, you know, there are a couple rookie running backs um, that are going to be great this year, but I don't think they're sleepers. Ain't nobody sleeping on Trey Sermon or Javante or Najee, right? Um, mm-hmm. The one running back I want to mention is Jarrett Patterson the rookie from uh, Washington. So again, I know they have Antonio Gibson. I know they have JD McKissick. All I'm telling the viewer, the listeners is to keep an eye on this name. Hey, you know, fantasy. Yes. It's all about the numbers. And so I'm going to give you all some numbers in the preseason in the three games. He had 28 attempts, rushing 110 yards uh, total. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a TD. Okay. His receiving was uh, he had 13 targets, 10 catches, 70 receiving yards. Now, I know that's just in three preseason games, not a lot. But when we talk about the eye test, 
Jarrett Peterson passes the eye test. A crafty runner, good contact balance. He's a little guy, but still great balance when he gets contact. Makes moves in the open field. Is is a mismatch when he's when he's receiving the ball out of the backfield. It's a mismatch every mm-hmm. time. And so I'm not saying he's going to take J.D. McKissick's spot. I'm not saying he's going to take Antonio Gibson's spot. I don't know what's going to happen with Jared Peterson. Oh, also, he's a great kickoff returner. Um, mm-hmm. But what I am telling the people is just keep an eye on this guy. If there was an injury to uh, Antonio Gibson, which I don't hope, I, I never wish for that, or mm-hmm. if something happens to McKissick, Jared Peterson, he has too much talent not to play. And so that's who I'm seeing as a sleeper for this year. I agree. Um, I really do. Um, I was watching the preseason, like you said, the eye test, and I was just like, yo, who is this guy, man? Like he's electric, man. He's yeah. electric. But no. But no, yeah, man. He, he's nice, man. So you know, we'll we'll see how that goes, man. Um we gonna we gonna uh work that way from the Quarterbacks, running backs, we're going to slide over to the to the wide receivers, man. You let you slide over to these wideouts, dog. Look, who you got for these uh, sleepers for the wideout room? All right, so I'm just – okay, so I'm going to start off with some rookies real quick. I'm going to rapid fire them. I, I like Nico Collins, the kid from Michigan. He plays for the Texans, mm-hmm. big body type of guy. I think there's just so many targets to go around. And yes, it's a terrible offense. We don't even, I don't even know who the quarterback is. I think it's, yeah, it's Terod Taylor. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, that, that just broke. They actually are going to sit. Well, we had it. Well, we knew they were going to sit Deshaun, but they actually said, yeah, we're sitting. It's, it's, it's Taylor. Yeah. So I just think there's going to be a lot of targets for this kid. And I think I like him just based off his opportunity. So Nico Collins, hey, you don't have to get him now. But if you have a spot, if there's something you question, and I would get Nico. Another guy who I love, I just passes the eye test this preseason is Terrence Marshall, man. Um, he just looked great. Big guy, good routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were talking about lining him up in the slot. I seen him running the outside routes as well in the preseason. Um, he just, again, a guy that just passes the eye test, looks electric with the ball in his hands, makes good catches. Um, so I like him. Um, and let me see any other rookie. No. And so the next two I have on my list. Okay. Hear me out. People Donovan people's Jones and people are like, who the heck is that? So he was a rookie last year for the Cleveland Browns. He didn't have a big year. Okay. I'm not saying he's going to unseat uh, Jarvis Landry or OBJ. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is this is another guy that, passes the eye test even in the preseason he had a good year um i don't know what donovan people's jones can become but i'm just telling people now don't be afraid to say that you heard it here on the gridiron rounds table yourself and the last person i want to shout out who i think is going to have a crazy year marquez calloway the wide receiver for the new orleans saints i've been getting him everywhere i can and people are like but mt comes back in a uh, week, whatever from injury. Look, I don't care. <laughs> right. I, what I, the hype that I've heard in training camp, the, just look at the game in particular against the Jaguars. And then I know people are like, well, it's the Jags. Listen, it's the NFL too. And That's he real. was catching, That's real. He, he was running all over the route tree. 
one of his touchdowns were with well both of his touchdowns were all in traffic I think the one deep ball Jameis threw to him there was two guys on him there was actually pass interference and he still caught it they tripped him up still caught it Mm -hmm. Um, and then the last touchdown he had it was a blitz coming off the edge Jameis with a beautiful throw Marquez Callaway one-on-one coverage shows the speed to blow past the guy and in both of those touchdowns you saw elite ball tracking ability. That's a big thing for wide receivers is how can you track the ball in that air, especially with all of that's happening around you, right? right. Two guys draped on him still track the ball. Um, so he's going to make highly contested catches. He's lining up all over the line of scrimmage. People, you can say you heard it here first. Get Marquez Callaway. And that's who I got for receivers. I'm hype on the, 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 the one I'm hypest for on this list is Callaway because he's going to get wide receiver one targets and production and that's how i'm feeling let's get it how i'm feeling let's get it bet well uh hey man you should just drop some gems dog look uh i figured you would appreciate this man my number one sleeper is gonna be Corey davis man oh yes yes uh incredible connection with uh with zach wilson man already yeah We've already, you know, determined, we already came to the conclusion that he's legit as a wide receiver. Um, you know, last year, so you go back two years ago when Tannehill took over from Mariota, you know, Tannehill was really working with A.J. Brown with the twos during that training camp that all season that year. And naturally they had a connection to where data kind of fell off. But then last year was the probably, they didn't have a, uh, they didn't have an offseason, like a training camp, all the stuff last year. But Davis had a chance to get a rapport down with Tannehill. Um, in his show, you know, he really wasn't that far off. I think he was like, what, 16 yards away from a thousand yard season last year. Um, he was he was just as productive, you know, with as, as A.J. Brown. Granted, A.J. Brown had the knee issues going on that season. Um, but, you know, and he, we already we already. We already said it earlier, you know what I'm saying? When a, when a free agent gets paid the big bucks to go play, they're going to play, you know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. Um, he got paid a, a pretty big contract, you know, to play for the next three years. So um, he's going to be the number one target. So um, it's in, you know, you can have your speculation. You can have your your speculation that the rookie is going to rise to the top and it's going to be Elijah Moore, it's going to be Elijah Moore, it's going to be Elijah Moore, but you you can't deny what's on tape and what's on the on the field. Wilson was connecting with Davis, so there's there's yeah. something there. Um, same division, um, but an obvious divisional rival, Jacoby Myers, perennially underrated. Oh um, my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Um, underrated. He's gonna be, underrated, a, he's underrated. Gonna be a PPR machine. He really is, man. He really is, and he he was a PPR machine with Cam throwing to him. You know, and my, my really my biggest thing with Cam was that everything with him is is, is uh, on a line. Like it's just like you know, I mean, on a wire is is bullets. He he just doesn't have any any touch. But now you got a quarterback that got some 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 touch. Um, Myers is going to be crazy. Um, potentially could be he could be crazy. He could be a super solid wide receiver that could serve as a security blanket for um uh Mac Jones outside of uh Johnny Smith. And my last sleeper, uh man, my last sleeper is uh Brian Edwards. Um from, from, Las, from Las Vegas. 
Uh, basically, he was a first-round talent uh, last offseason, not this past offseason, but 2020. But he got injured during before the combine. His draft stock dropped. Look at his breakout age in South Carolina. Um, he holds all the major records for wide receivers out of South Carolina. Like, the pedigree is there. Bad injury luck. I mean, is Henry Ruggs really the, really, num- really the number one in Las Vegas? It's up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? So there's some sneaky value there on, on Edwards. And, you know, I, I, would, I would really be re- willing to uh, risk that, you know, just to see what's, what's there. So those are my like picks that. for the sleepers, bro. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. All so. Right, we went from wideouts. We're going to finish off these uh, sleepers before we get to our breakouts. And we're going to go with the tight end position. Who you got for the tight ends, bro? So I just put Dan Arnold in uh, Carolina. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we'll see. You know, nobody's really talking about him. You can get him as the last pick. He's probably sitting there in your waivers. Mm-hmm. I just think that they paid him some money. He's a little older guy. They paid him some money to come out there and be their starter. Uh, you know, there's a lot of chatter about those two in camp, him and Darnold. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the infrastructure around him, I think I'm not. And again, when I'm saying sleeper for this tight end spot, I'm not saying Dan Arnold's going to be a top three tight end. Absolutely not. But could he potentially be a top 10 if he stays healthy and the way that offense is set up? I think so. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's the only tight end I have here. Who you got? Uh, tight end, I have two, man. I got um, I'm on the Trotman train. Um, out in New Orleans, Callaway can't catch everything. Uh, the target's got to go somewhere else. Absolutely. And then, yeah. And then what happens when Michael Thomas gets back or if he gets back? You know what I'm saying? Is is Callaway going to go back to the bench? I mean, they're not really known Absolutely for having, not. I mean, I don't think so. I'm just saying they haven't really been known to have a, a, a number two wideout. You know what I mean? So um, it's just something to think about. Uh, the Trotman can really have a chance and tight end is such an ugly position to where, you know what I mean, anything can happen. Uh, same division, divisional rivals, Tampa Bay, Bucks. Uh, I got Howard, man. He played he played fairly well before going down last year. Now, Achilles is a tough injury to come back from. Hopefully, he's 100%. Um, but he could be a, a sneaky guy. I know people – I know I'm – you know, there's a lot of hopes and dreams for Howard, but you know, hopefully something happens for him. So that's what I got from my tight ends, man. All right, let's let's jump into these breakouts. Save the best for last. The breakouts, the breakouts, the guys that we expect to go. Ko Ken. Yeah. So, what position you want to start with? Let's go. Let's let's just stay on on uh, on on the same path that we have with the Cousins. We're gonna start with the quarterbacks, man. Uh, you want to take this one first? Yeah, man. I think two is going to have a good year, man. There I, you uh, go. I think two just has, again, you always hear me talk about infrastructure. I think mm-hmm. he has good infrastructure around him. Solid defense, a solid group of running backs, a really mm-hmm. decent O-line, some, a really solid group of wide receivers. Uh, he can move the chain with his legs as well. Uh, he's had a good preseason. I think Tua is going to surprise some people this year. You know, last year he didn't really have a good off season, right? He was repairing that hip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's preparing for the NFLs. You know, so and he even admitted he didn't know the playbook as well. So, um, 
I think people are sleeping on him, and I think he's going to have a really big year. Who you got? Um, I got three. So I got Jalen Hurts. Uh, yep. Oh, man, man, I kind of equate this, and I know people are tired of hearing this, but, I mean, I, I, I equate this to, what was it, 2018? when Lamar Jackson was a rookie and he got those couple of starts and he was really rush heavy, right? Really, really mobile. The next year I didn't, I didn't get him. Um, and I think you got him. He ended up being on the league MVP that year, right? 2019. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but with mobile quarterbacks, there's definitely something going on here. You know what I mean? And I make it a point to try to get a, <clears throat> Um, mobile quarterbacks whenever I can. I don't like statues, so absolutely, yeah. So, um, with Jalen Hurts, man, I just feel like you know we we saw those games where the legs were moving and nobody could really keep up with them. Remember, he faces the Cowboys twice a year. Um, he faces the Giants twice a year. The Giants have a, they have a respectable defense. Um. Washington, they got a pretty stop defense, so I can't even say that he has a plus matchup with those guys. But um, you know, he 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 has a he has a, a way to make things work with his legs. And if he really hits, uh man, he's he's gonna be a cheat code. You know what I mean? And he, the, yeah. term, the determination factor. I, I've been really high on Hertz. People are kind of skeptical. You know, he made he made you a believer. You know what I mean? You was like, yo, I, I changed my mind on this guy. So that alone just says that you know I'm saying we both are on the right track with Hertz. So I think he could he could be uh somebody worth something right there. And then my last two uh really Lance and Fields. Um I try to get them wherever I can. I know I'm wasting the roster spot right now, but at this point I'm playing keep away, man. I'm playing keep away. Just like you did last year in our league when you had Herbert in uh and Lamar Jackson, I was trying to get Herbert off of you. And you was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, if you don't have a mobile quarterback, if you're playing PPR, I think, well, we think you're wrong. We love we love our mobile quarterbacks. Um these guys are gonna have something to add with their legs, um, especially earlier in their in their careers. And they're basically free if Fields or Lance are just sitting on your waiver wire. I think you're wrong. I mean, think about the waiver wire quarterbacks right now. Your Tyrod Taylors, your Derek Cars. You know what I'm saying? Who else? Um, huh. I'm trying to think so about the team. You said like, he's on the waivers right now. Yeah, maybe like a Teddy Bridgewater, or you know, you know what I'm saying? Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Think of all the guys that are just sitting right there on your waiver wire in comparison to what Fields and Lance could be if they hit. Yep. Get ahead of that curve now. Get those guys now. Ooh. So when it happens, you don't have to worry about blowing your fab. You already have them just sitting there waiting. Exactly. Be patient. Yeah. So that's that's just my feel, especially if you got a weaker quarterback right now. If you didn't get one of those top six guys, yeah, it couldn't hurt. So enough with the quarterbacks. Let's go to these running backs, man. Uh, the breakouts. Um, I had mentioned earlier that I think there's a world where Melvin Gordon keeps that job all year. If he does not, and you have a, Jama- a Javante Williams sitting in your in your flex spot, 
and he takes over as a lead back. I'm not saying a bell cow. He takes over as a lead back, like your tiers that, that you have, you know, same with your running backs. The guy that's leading those touches, you may have a lottery winning ticket. Um, just there's basically two running backs in that team right now. And if he gets the majority of those of those carries, especially in the red zone, and we are already seeing flashes of what he can do in the in the preseason, um, sky's the limit. My next I think he will. I think he will. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know they're going to split carries between both, but I, I think Javante is going to – I think he'll eat regardless. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe um, not at first because, like you said, Melvin is the OG. He's the pro pro guy. But definitely as the season continues, I definitely think there's going to be a lot more Javante. Yeah, it's possible, man. It's definitely possible. And then my next breakout – I mean, I don't know if you can really count as a breakout – but I am. Clyde Edwards a Larry, man. I um we talked about it earlier in the offseason about how he wasn't really used a lot. There was like a, a legit three-game stretch where he had less than 10 carries. That's just not normal. Um and I really think that you know Patrick Mahomes was trying to pad uh Kelsey's stacks. I think Kelsey had some kind of crazy incentive um last year. That he was trying to get him to reach either, either or it may be speculation. I don't know who cares. Um, but mathematically, it has to change, you know, it has to get better, especially with like first round running backs. You know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty much going to give, they're pretty much going to be giving any chance they can, every chance they can to succeed. So, um, you still want to be a part of it. You still want to be attached to that high octane offense, a lot of scoring opportunities. Um, I, I think that he has to be better than he was last year for the amount of uses that he had last year. And based off where you can get him, um, the risk really isn't that out of body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I had him, I had two number one picks in uh, a redraft and no, two two redraft leagues, and uh, I, I started both of them. Well, I started one with McCaffrey and Mixon, and I started the other one with um, McCaffrey and Edwards Alaire. And as soon as the draft was over, I started getting um, trade requests for Edwards Alaire, and I was like, "No, I'm a, I'm a hold." So that's mm-hmm. who I got, man. Yeah, I got I definitely got Ch in a couple leagues. Um, I, the one running back I put on here was Gus Edwards. I know you had him as a bust. I liked Gus. Um, mm-hmm. Even last year, I really liked him a lot. He is a very physical downhill runner. Runner, He fits what they're trying to do. Now, the question is, you know, are they going to split his touches with Tyson, Tyson Williams? We'll mm-hmm. see. But I think if, if, if Gus is going to get a lot of work, I just think he, had, he didn't get enough opportunities last year. And I think there is some versatility to his game. I don't have any shares of him anywhere. But <laughs> I like Gus Edwards. Uh, and that's who I got for uh, breakouts this year at running back. And you know what? That's one thing I like about, you know, us doing our own thing with these with these lists is that you get the differences in, in opinions. You know, I think he's going to be a bust, but you think he's going to be a breakout. So something's got to give there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
and that's and that's that's cool. And we want everybody to see that it's all it's, it's not always us just coming up with this uniform. This we have our own different thought processes. So Absolutely. That's, that's what's up, man. Absolutely. So now let's jump into. Uh, wait, let me ask you this. I didn't have any tight end breakouts. Did you? Uh, I believe so. Are we going to bypass the wide receiver for right now? Let's let's save it real quick, just because I know I don't have any tight ends, and if you have tight ends, let's just get that out the way. My tight ends is Hawkinson and Pitts. Um, I took Hawkinson in our big money, well, big money's me, shit. Uh, in our big money, uh, keeper league. Um, but you look at the makeup, you know, there's not really much there in that wideout room. And I know people are like, the Lions suck. There's no hope for the Lions. Just I don't even know why they're playing. But they're still a professional football team. They're still getting paid to play. And they're still going to be talking this available. And with Swift not being, you know, close to 100%, um, I know Jamal Williams is there, and he's he's a nuisance because he's good enough to be a nuisance. Um, but outside of that, I mean, they're pass catchers. They just caught they just cut Rashad Perriman. Um, I, I I do like Amon Ross St. Brown as a deep sleeper. Um, but outside of that, the targets have to go somewhere. You know, Goff is going to need some kind of security blanket. Yeah. And he's let's going just... when he's going up against Green Bay and Chicago and. You know what I'm saying? And let's just be honest. I, you know, so I was, I've been on the Hawkinson hype train. I had him in every league I could last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only was able to get him one year this league, one league this year. And that's because his ADP is so high. I don't think people should sleep on him because let's just be honest. You know, he was ranked, you know, PPR. He was, he was the, the fifth tight end. Um, there are only tight ends that had, um, there's only five tight ends that had over a hundred targets. He was one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the other ones above him were uh, Waller with 146, Kelsey with 145, Ingram. Oh, sorry, Logan Thomas with 110, Ingram with 109, and then it was T.J. Hawkinson at with 101 targets. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying all that to say he had volume last year. He's gonna get even more volume this year. He's got the tight end coach as his head coach now. So you know that that head coach is going to value that position. He has a stud in TJ Hawkinson. So if people are sleeping on TJ still, um, you, you're missing the train because he's about to go through the roof. The the what he did last year and how he's going to even grow even more this year is going to be it's going to be like I said he was top five last year. He's going to he could potentially jump into the top three this year for tight ends. I know it's not saying a lot for tight ends, but I definitely think he can. I think he can too. Um, and then my last tight end is Pitts, man. The beauty thing, the beautiful thing about um, Kyle Pitts is that whatever he does, he's going to prove people wrong. <laughs> like that's just where his ADP is. Either he breaks out and is the best tight end, like Rook tight end ever. And then he proves the people that are oh, tight ends take years to develop, blah, blah, blah. Or he doesn't live up to his expectations. And then the people that are like, he's the best tight end prospect ever, they get a slice of humble pie. Whatever happens, he's going to prove somebody wrong. Um, But my thing is, he's basically a wide receiver. And I don't, he's basically a wide receiver that 
you get to you get to play it as a tight end. With his frame, you know what I'm saying? He's not your conventional tight end. You know, he's he's gonna have trouble blocking, you know, and that's really why they take such a long time to develop is like learning how the the, the blocking schemes and all that stuff, and X, Y, and Z at the, at the pro level, but you don't draft him to block. You don't get rid of Julio, create all, you know, take that cat. I don't even know if it was a cat hit they took, but you don't get rid of Julio just to rely solely on Calvin Ridley. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Tigers got to go somewhere else. So that's who I have as my breakout for my tight ends. All right. Cool, cool. Now let's jump into these wide receivers. Yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead, I kick, kick it this off. off. Yeah, I kick it off. Um, you know, I've been hyping this guy for a while. 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Now, I understand what people are saying. Uh, Kittle, Debo, the mm-hmm. running game. I get all of that. Uh, but this is a guy that is a separation machine. He showed his versatility, especially with his run after the catch, his route running. Um, and he was hurt last year. He missed a lot of training camp. He missed the beginning of the regular season. And he still went on to have a very solid line. Like So, and again, let's talk about it. He had like four different quarterbacks last year, but mm-hmm. still was able to finish off with 748 yards and 60 catches. He's definitely not one of the wide receivers talked about in last year's draft, but this guy's a consistent playmaker. I mean, you can look at it from week seven. Shit, you can throw even six in there because he had a that he had a TD that week. So we can so week six to week fifteen, just consistent numbers, consistent numbers. Good wide receiver too. I think this is a guy that could really step up and maybe become something. You mm-hmm. know, so I got Brandon Ayukin. So and I'm telling people now, if you haven't get him in your leagues, um, I'll run down my list real quick. CD Lamb. Look, I think Amari Coop is going to still be Amari Coop out there. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I like the fact that CD Lamb has just been dominating. The videos I've been watching, he's just been dominating all off season. They're lining him up everywhere. He was primarily in the slot. I think we had the stat was like 90% in the slot last year. This year, they're moving him around. I think Gallup's going to be more in the slot. Hey, I think that just means more opportunities for CD. I think he's going to have a big year. He's got Dak back. Um, uh, Jerry Judy, another person who I think who had a, you know, he was up and down last year. But one thing I, I like about Jerry Judy, he was healthy. He was mm-hmm. healthy. I think mm-hmm. he played every game last year. It's hard to get a consistent player to, to have that type of durability. So. Uh, and I and I like Judy. I like Judy. I think he's going to be high on the list. Um, like I said, I think Cortland is going to take a step back. I think Judy's going to, you know, Judy was already creating separation last year. He had some dropsy issues. He looked sharp in the preseason. I think he's cleaned up those drops. I think he's going to step it up. You called this guy a sleeper, um, Corey Davis. I think he's going to have a big year being a wide receiver one in New York. Nobody's looking for the Jets. And he definitely falls into that sleeper category just because of that fact. Um, but I think he's going to break out and have a uh, – I think he's going to have a 1,000-yard year this year. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year, maybe 8 to 10 TDs. Um, last two, um, LaVisca Chenault. Um, we You mentioned it. You said that DJ Shark going to be a bust. And even though I do not like 
Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that LaVisca, um, you know, he was showing the form last year that he's a playmaker with the ball in his hand and he ran decent routes too, had solid hands. I think in this preseason, it's, it showed that there was some growth in him. And I think that Shark takes a step back. We start learning about LaVisca Chenault. He's not just a gadget player because he was very gadget-like last year. There was another gadget player one year that people were not checking for, um, and that was Tyreek Hill. He was very gadget-like player. Again, I'm not saying those two, these two are the same, different play styles, different builds, but I've seen certain gadget players evolve, and I really think LaVisca fits the bill for that. And my last one, because I was in Kansas City talking about Tyreek back in the day, McCall Hartman. Um, I think he's going to be a solid wide receiver too. You know, I, maybe I should have put him on a sleeper. You know, breakout means probably he's going to break a thousand yards. I don't think he's going to do all that, but I do think he's going to put up some very solid wide receiver two numbers for somebody. And I think he's out there in a lot of leagues. So if you don't have McColl, I think he's going to put up wide receiver two numbers. I think that's a good candidate. And uh, that's all my receivers. I wanted to rapid fire. What's oh, you yeah, got, bro? I like those picks, man. I like those picks. And I'm surprised I didn't have uh, Judy on my list, man, because, uh, man, dude was he, – he had a lot of, of bad targets, but they brought Bridgewater in for a reason. Um, he don't turn the ball over, too, and not as much. So Exactly. Um, that just going to mean more points, more catches, more yards, maybe more touchdowns. I like the LaVisca uh, pick, too, and CD. I like all those picks, man. Um, Thank you. It's crazy. I mentioned us having different opinions. Uh, you went CD Lamb. I'm going Amari Cooper here, man. Look, <laughs> I, I gave I gave Amari Cooper love though. You, you know. did, you did, you did. Um, my thing is, I feel like the CD Lamb hype is it was cool. I think it's just getting too much to the point to where they're like legitimately forgetting about Mario Cooper. Um, Mario Cooper is still young. He's like, he, I don't think he's, I think he's entering his prime. Like Mario Cooper is still young for a wideout. Um, and then what I, and the reason I say that, Amari Cooper, his first four or his first five games with Dak prior to his ankle injury last year, um, for those five games, he had double digit targets not even mm. catches targets mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um Dak still looks for amari and it's to the point now where amari is basically a value he's a steal at this point because people going people are, are so into lamb right now seeing what's he's seeing what he's doing seeing what's going on on hard knocks getting the sneak peek preview the one-handed catches in the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Lamb is still that guy. Don't get me wrong. I love CD Lamb. Um, but it's to the point now where we're forgetting about Cooper. And there's a rapport there. Um, Cooper has been working with Dak longer than longer than CD Lamb has. I think Cooper has what two seasons down with Coop with uh with Dak, whereas Lamb only has five games. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my philosophy there. And then lastly, you know, this is going to be, um, what's where I'm looking for? An anomaly that I'm looking for? 
Look, this is going to go one or two ways with Terry. Um, he's my breakout number one this year. And I think people are just now starting to get on to the hype. And I think, you know, it's just, you know, the, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Everybody's being followers now. And it's like, oh, Terry's next best guy. Look, Terry's been that guy. You guys are just not catching up. We've been saying it for a very long time. Um, but with Fitz Magic, this is going to go either very, very well or very, very bad. I've already touched on the bus uh, aspect of this being very, very bad. If it's very, very good, McClellan easily top 10 wide out. Easily. Maybe even top five. I think that's a little high, but it's there. So that's what I have, man, as far as my breakouts for the, the wide receivers. I mean, look, look at with what um, Fitzmagic did with Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker hasn't done anything the last five years except for the one year he played with um, with Fitzpatrick. Look at the year with uh, Evans and Godwin before Brady got there. They were yeah. both like top 12 wide receivers because he just heaved it. He didn't even care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's something there, man. It's something there. Actually, I think that was uh, Jameis. But um, either or, you look at, you look at his, his rap sheet with his wide receiver ones. He targets them. And I think McLaurin's better than almost all those guys with the exception of uh what's his name from uh, New York, the Jets, uh, Brandon Marshall, um, mm-hmm. at that point in his career. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I'm saying, man. Okay. I like I like that list. I think it's spot on. I think there's a lot of, you know, I think that is that's my feeling too, is that there's a lot of wide receivers that's gonna eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of players going to step up. We got a lot of extra games. Um, you know, we got that extra game coming up. I think it's going to be a really good season. It's going to be some crazy numbers putting up. I'm excited, man. Oh, yeah, man. Me too, man. We got football in three days, bro. Like, all the drafts, all the mocks, all the trades, all the people that laughed at us, you know what I'm saying? All the people that this is a terrible trade. We're going to see everything. We're going to see the proof, the proof in the pudding. You'll see how it goes this year, man. Let's do it, bro. Ha-ha. <laughs> Look, make sure y'all check out MiltonandJonesHandcrafted.com for all your bath and body works needs. Fellas, we got soaps for y'all, too. We got some very good smelling soaps as well. Uh, my wife loves them. So, hey, we out here. Make Let's sure y'all check. It. Let's get it. Make sure you check us out on Overcast, Cast by Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts. The Grid Iron Roundtable, um, same handle for Instagram, uh, at The Grid Iron Roundtable. Find us on Twitter at Grid Roundtable, man. You ready for this season, man? I'm ready, bro. It's, you know, it's been a lot of analysis. It's been a lot of thinking, a lot of mm-hmm. film watching. I'm ready to, I'm just ready for showtime. Let's see. Let's see if our predictions are correct. And if they are incorrect, what adjustments going to be made? Because that's the biggest thing about this fantasy season. It's, it's even longer now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, mid-season adjustments that have to take place, whether it's trades, trades, waivers. And so I just ask the people, the listeners, stick with us. We're going to put in that work this year. And we're going to make sure y'all on that path to a championship. Yep. Bet.
So look, man, we out here. We're going to be with y'all from week one to week 18. And then we're going to take a little breather, but then it's right back into the swing of things. So, hey, everybody out there, hope y'all had some good drafts. Good luck this year. And uh, let's get to it. Let's get it. Ha-ha. <laughs> Amen. G-Unit. Wow. We out. All right. <laughs>